0: Diet starts tomorrow. But I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir, I'll have what she's having. And
1: Emily Lubin.
0: Remember, shoot like you have a secret. We're here to amuse
1: your boosh. Hello everybody and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Remy
0: and I'm Emily and for the scoop du jour this evening mm. or morning whenever you're listening to this, we have an article to discuss.
1: Yes, this is a wild glamour article that a DST listener shared with us. Thank you for that.
0: Yeah, she she wrote it. Wasn't oh, not right. What? Yeah, didn't she write it? And Mazel to you if you (laughs) wrote it. Um, But the article is
1: called, If You Survived the Early 2000s Without Body Issues, Congratulations. And in the article, it says, Our generation, millennials, was caught in the crossfire of a specifically heinous, fatphobic time in cultural history that left us seriously screwed up. Last year, editor Lucy Huber tweeted, If any Gen Z are wondering why every millennial woman has an eating disorder, it's because in the 2000s, a normal thing to say to a teenage girl was, When you think you feel hungry, you're actually thirsty. So just drink water and you'll be fine.
0: I've heard that one before.
1: Yeah. And then earlier this year, a Reddit user compiled a visual eating disorder in the 2000s starter pack, which I found um, depicting all of the common weight control staples of my younger years, including zero calorie salad dressing and sugar free jello garnering 286 comments. And one popular TikToker offered the message, Early 2000s diet culture wasn't that bad. Before displaying a headline announcing Kate Moss's infamous phase, nothing tastes as good as skinny
0: feels. Kate Moss coined that? She did. Wow, what a legacy. No, I didn't. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that's where that came from. That was
1: her. Um, Yeah, we've talked about this a lot. But basically, we weren't taught that skinniness was just the standard of beauty, but the physical manifestation of discipline, dedication, and effort. Um, I remember thinking if you didn't have the perfect thin, thin, thin body, it was not only was your body not good enough, it was you weren't good enough. You weren't disciplined enough. You didn't have like what it
0: takes. Yeah. Like the mental fortitude. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the word disciplined is quite triggering for me because like my grandparents used to use that when Mm. referring to people who were in good shape. Sure. Like They're so disciplined. And I
1: used to refer to disciplined as like, as a ballet dancer being like, oh, I go into class. I do the stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like I, you I show up, you show up you do the and work. you do hard work and stuff. So I always thought of myself as an extremely disciplined person. But then when it came to food, I was like, oh shit, this is another thing I have to be disciplined about. And I'm yeah. not good at this because I want to eat food.
0: Yeah. Well, then the ironic part of it is that the more discipline you try to be around food, the more out of control you feel. Totally. Um, Yeah. I I mean, I definitely have that problem. I always thought, like, why can't I have more discipline around food? Why do I? I I would just go to this other place Mm -hmm. around food, and that really like set me up for binge eating. Was uh, it felt like a vacation? I would just Mm -hmm. go to this other place. I used to go to my friend's house after school, and on the way to her house. I would get one of those Edie's half-gallon mint chocolate chip yeah. ice cream containers, yeah. and over the course of a few hours being at our house, I would eat the whole thing. Oh, sure. Because my mom,
1: you know, I, cu- I yeah, I
0: couldn't do it. that yeah. at home.
1: I remember going to a friend's house and they had dessert, and I went home and I go, "Did you guys know about this? Like, there's like <laughs> a whole other part of the meal that we have not been doing at home. The best part, yeah." Um, I also discovered Kraft macaroni and cheese at that friend's house. Mm, oh, man. you! She had a fun house. She had a fun, good house. and But honestly, even she has eating problems. And we were friends during this period. Like, we've been friends since we were, like, four. Um, so I was friends with her during the 2000s, and I was friends with her after college. And I remember we'd always revisit each other and be like, oh, we need to start working out. She had an arm thing, too. Where she felt weird about mm. her arms.
0: Everyone does well, not everyone. I can't say that. I can't no. make a general yeah. statement. But I really do think it's one of the main insecurities that women have. Yeah. Like I all of my friends and I have had conversations about feeling weird about our arms mm-hmm. or wanting to cover them. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. And I, I I wanna take away. And that it's that like statement. we're not going to temple. Show your arms. Right. We're I, not going to the Vatican. Show your arms. Yeah. We're not walking around wearing shawls and scarves. Yeah. So. Okay. Um,
1: but yeah, so I I had very bad body image in the 2000s because of a bunch of other stuff, but really because of pop culture. Um, it was really hard to see the media churning out these identical people and then comparing those people against each other, which we talked about with Peter was like, who wore it better? And you'd be deciding who's the thinner of two very thin women.
0: And this was also like the era of Paris Hilton yep. being the queen bee. And, you yep. know, she had a very lanky, tall, thin body type. I actually owned the book, How to Be an Heiress, by oh. Paris Hilton. Mm. And there are a few stanzas um, in that book that really stayed with me. And I'll, t- I'll tell you one of them. Mm-hmm. She said she doesn't count calories. Okay, and she doesn't work out. Uh huh. Her only form of exercise is she goes to the club and she dances away the calories.
1: She really does. I will say, she dances a <laughs> lot. I'm not saying a she's lying. I'm not saying her she's poor lying. security detail that has to like chase her through Coachella because she's just like
0: slimming. She just can't she's stop just dancing. Around. She's, she's like the running, Tasmanian
1: yes. devil. Um, but also like so that like makes me feel a sort of way because I'm like. Okay, so you're telling us that you're just naturally thin, right? Um,
0: which, which is fine. That's but, good. But it's like that's you're nice writing it as diet tip. The the reason why right. I think it stayed with me yeah. is like, it, you know, reading that book, I was just like, oh, it's so fucking easy, easy to for be you, you yeah. You know? And and it was almost glamorizing. There there is a subset of like the way that we glamorize thinness, mm-hmm. and you see it a lot on TV shows. I'll mm-hmm. give you an example that I always go back to. Gilmore Girls. Mm. Have you ever watched it? No, I won't. Okay. I why? mean, no, I've, I've watched it. They, they talk too fast. Oh, okay. I thought maybe there was something deeper. It seemed no, like you no, were gonna no, die no, on no. that hill. No. Um, <laughs> talk too fast. I refuse to no. watch Gilmore they they Girls. They talk too fast. Another part of their characterization, they eat a lot okay. and people are constantly commenting about how they can eat so much and stay so skinny mm. and it's it, it's a theme that comes up throughout the show the hot
1: girl who can eat so much exactly the hot girl who can eat so. M- I mean Paris Hilton was in that Carl's Jr. commercial where she's yeah. like chowing down mm-hmm. I still think we see like a lot of hot girls that eat a lot it, it's a
0: trope it's, it's then, absolutely a trope I mean Liz Lemon on 30 Rock is like that you know she loves is cupcakes Liz known and- as a hot girl She's a thin woman. She is a thin woman. I just... I'm pointing out that, like... Yeah. It's a... care The character trait of I love to eat and I eat a lot Mm -hmm. is cute and quirky and funny as long as you're thin. Right. They would not do that with a heavier person unless they were the butt of the joke. Right. Unless their weight was the butt of the joke, you know? But... and another one I'm thinking of is Parks and Rec Amy Poehler loves waffles actually that's where the um, sound bite from the intro to this episode comes from she avoids salad and other disgusting things Mm -hmm. it's this trope that like a woman who eats a lot is lovable Mm -hmm. as long as as it affects her body
1: unless it affects her body yeah unless it affects her body
2: It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Small's. Small's cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some to my friend who is fostering kittens, and it is the only thing they will eat. It comes in these pate packages, and you scoop it, and you just feel like you're a chef for your baby kitties, and they j'adore it. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh, protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. Have you ever felt that fast
0: fashion ick, but can't always find the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead.
1: And then I think while that commercial, though, was coming out and stuff, there were celebrities like Lady Gaga being like, pop stars don't eat. Yeah, um, and I, I
0: loved when she was open about that.
1: I love it too, but I think both of those messages are damaging.
0: Damaging? Okay. Like,
1: being like, if you want to be a pop star, you have to not eat. Yeah. And Which we know now Lizzo be eating, and she's one of the biggest pop stars today.
0: Absolutely. But I do appreciate like a base level of transparency of honesty yeah Yeah. like I kind of felt this way when um when Kim Kardashian was talking about how she needed to lose so much weight really quickly to fit into Marilyn Monroe's dress yeah I wasn't happy with the sentiment I didn't think it was a positive thing for for anybody to hear yeah um but I do appreciate just the basic us being honest about the lengths that you need to go to to actually lose that weight Yes. And, and that she is taking really extreme measures. That being said, do
1: we need to lose that weight? Do we need no. to wear Marilyn Monroe's dress? Like, no, do we need even to put look your. Bo-
0: it looked fine. No, I think a dress that was made for her would, would have looked, looked better. better.
1: Yeah. That's I, my opinion. I also think we've talked about this before that Marilyn's, like, the sizing was messed up and stuff, and people yeah. would always be like, oh, she was a size 12. Even though I know that the sizing was messed up, seeing Kim have to dye it so much for a dress of a woman that we've known as like a voluptuous, buxom woman, it was such like a...
0: What? Wild. Well, so I don't know if you saw the footage of them putting her into the dress. I didn't. The Ripley's people? No. I have a theory about the dress. I don't know if this is the right time to say it. Sure. I'll just say it. Okay. Her butt did not fit in the dress. No, 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 it didn't. They they zipped up the dress to like below her butt and yeah. then she put a fur over it. Right. So everybody's saying like that she actually did end up fitting to the into this dress. It's not true. That was an illusion as well. So like. Right. That's the other thing. You're
1: creating an illusion that you were able to get that thin and making it seem to other people that you should be able to get that thin. Right. But she couldn't but even she do couldn't. it. She didn't even do it. And that's fine.
0: Yeah, but it's fine.
1: But don't perpetuate or, you know, the myth that you can. You and I? Same page. Same page. Um, I also,
0: I confirmed that the listener that sent this to us, she did write this article. Oh, my God. It was very
1: well written. You smart, smart listener. We have
0: such smart listeners. Do you have any other thoughts on this article? Um, I think everybody should read it
1: because it is very well written and very smart. And I think, yeah, like we we do have these conversations coming up all the time about why millennial women suffer from eating disorders. But- I do want to say I think our predecessors have the same struggles. Um, I had a really interesting talk with my mom the other day about how her mom's relationship with food affected her. And like, I just think every generation has been sold this in a different package. And I do think it's coming back in a really weird and scary way. Like I'm always like, ooh, winds in the east. You know, like this has happened before. Yes, and that's why I think it's really important for us to be having these conversations on this podcast because maybe we can prevent it this time.
0: I fucking hope so I, hope I mean so. listen, I know the way that I want to raise my kids, my future kids mm-hmm. and I would hope that there are other people who are educating themselves enough that they can break that cycle and yeah. and teach you know healthy eating habits to their kids actually healthy, not healthy in terms of, like, we don't have any refined sugar in this yes. house. You know, like, truly healthy and intuitive. And I think if we can do that, or if a large percentage of us can do yeah. that with our kids, then, yeah. yes, there is hope for us. But and if we if, keep going with this, like, you know, this hamster wheel of body trends and and key, and recycling the same things over and over again, and I... I Somebody else is going to start a podcast in 20 years about
1: this. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, About this time period and how it fucked them up.
0: I shudder at the thought. I shudder. Um, But by the way, I'm happy that you're having those conversations with your mom. Oh, yeah. it's great. It's really fun. It's awesome. So let's get into this Dear DST. Yeah. This is a juicy one. Oh, yes. Dear DST, longtime listener here. Love you both on the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm two years into my recovery from body dysmorphia and disordered eating. With the help of therapy, I'm shifting the way I think and truly starting to see myself for more than my size. Yay. And I've improved a lot. I've started feeling more comfortable in my skin, but this month, it's going to be tough. My husband is from Miami, and every time we go home for the holidays, I stress the fuck out. I stress over my clothes. Are they sexy enough for Miami? Mm. Oh, I feel that, yeah. actually, yeah, yeah, now yeah. that you said that. I stress about my body knowing I'll be in less clothes during the winter season. Yeah. That makes me want to spiral. We go to Miami about three times a year. Ooh, okay. Take us. And I just need to learn how to not spiral and slip back into my old toxic body dysmorphic ways every time we book a trip. But it's so hard, especially because Miami is known for the women being beautiful, thin, and fit. It also doesn't help that every time we go back, I'm on edge of what my in-laws will say about my body. Aww. Would love some advice on how to stop this and enjoy myself during the holidays with friends and my husband. Love, not a Miami bitch.
1: Ooh, I relate to that not wanting to go to a warmer weather thing because less clothing means more me.
0: Yeah, I... I, I there's part of me that relates to this, although I always want to go somewhere warm. Totally. Um, but but I, I wish that she wrote like what kind of comments her in-laws me say. Me too. Um, like, are they being like, ooh, so sexy? Or are they being like, oh,
1: you lost weight. You look good. Mm-hmm. Or like, ooh, looks like you packed on a few.
0: Right. Like, there are t- so many different ways that this could go. Regardless,
1: and I, though. Should they be saying anything? And how do you deal with it when people comment on your body that you don't want to?
0: Um, I think like a universal response. See, this is tough also because it's in-laws. And, you you know, a lot of of people have weird relationships with their in-laws. And like you always feel like you need to be on your best behavior Mm -hmm. and stuff, which is hard. But I feel like a universal response would be. I'm at a place right now. You I mean, you don't have to get into too much detail, but you could say like uh, you know, I'm going to therapy or, me, or or I'm in a place right now where Don't get into too much detail. I'm in therapy. <laughs> no, but like but like you know, I'm 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 yeah, on yeah, a yeah. journey, but I don't want to say journey. Yeah. Journ. I'm on Turn. a journey and um and I really can't handle like outside critiques about my body. It's just very Triggering for me, yeah. Once again, like,
1: hey, mother-in-law
0: or father-in-law,
1: I really appreciate the compliment. Like, if they're giving a compliment, yeah, if it is, I really appreciate the compliment. However, I don't really want to focus on my body that much because it's been making me feel a certain type of way. So, if you want to give me compliments, can you just keep it to my clothes or stuff that I'm doing that you like?
0: Yeah. That's definitely something you can say. Mm -hmm. I'm putting myself in this. This has always been something that's really hard for me to do. Yeah. Like setting boundaries, I guess. Um, You could, before you go to Miami, send them an email. Mm. That's probably what I would do. Yeah. Because it's less in your face, less confrontational. And you can get all your thoughts out and you don't end up stuttering over your words. In the moment, yeah. Yeah. That's probably what I would do. Send... One or both of them an email just saying, like, hey, everybody, hey. I'm so
1: excited for this trip. Yes, definitely. This is something say you're I'm really looking forward to. Can't wait to do this, this, and this with you. By the way, I just want everybody to know that I've been on a body journey and I don't want to talk about my physicality. If you end up making a comment, it's fine. I'll remind you. But otherwise, really looking forward to this trip.
0: Just a heads up. Just a heads up. That, you, that's perfect. That's actually perfect way to go about it I think
1: if you're comfortable enough with them if you're comfortable with them you know does your husband know about the feelings that you have going into them saying something like maybe he could be like hey oh she's on a journey you could could
0: totally send your husband to do your dirty work bidding yeah Yeah. that's what they're for yeah that's Um, their parents Yeah, no, you're right. I wonder how much the husband realizes that she's going through this Yeah. also. Definitely
1: open up to the husband.
0: Yeah, because he can
1: help you. And this is another thing you said that um, made me feel a sort of way is you were like, I don't know if I'm hot enough for my husband, sexy enough for my...
0: No, for Miami. No, didn't she say for her husband too? Well, she says my husband is from Miami and so that's the reason they go back a lot. But she... She doesn't know if her clothes and her body are sexy enough for Miami. Oh,
1: for Miami.
0: Yeah, we're we're catering to a city, not a man. Yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> you know, that's so funny though because I do relate to that. At, of course, because you want to be in costume. Yeah, and and with Miami specifically, like yeah. I've been to Miami a few times, and you do feel like you need to stunt on these hoes. Sure, you do. Yeah. Um, but I don't even think like. That
1: Miami is known for like everyone being so thin. I no. think they're known for confidence and fun and, and music sexiness. and sexiness. And
0: yeah, like. Oh, you go to Miami Beach, you see so many bare asses. Yeah. Oh, like heaven. Where If you want to feel sexy while
1: you're in Miami, wear something that makes you feel sexy. Yes, But it doesn't have to be Miami core. Right. It doesn't have to have cutouts. Like it can just be like a dress that you normally feel sexy in.
0: Yeah, it could In be Miami. Your, your own brand of sexy. Yeah. You don't have to dress like a Miami bitch, okay? But also, don't make yourself
1: feel you need to be sexy on a family holiday. That's a good point, you actually. Know? actually. Yeah, like, are you like going clubbing with your in-laws? I don't want my in-laws to think of me as sexy.
0: Well, I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like, you know, like it's, uh, wear what makes you feel comfortable.
0: yeah. Absolutely. You know what? Pack a nice fitting pair of jeans. Yep. Pack some, I don't know, caftans. I'm I'm trying to think (laughs) of something that's like comfortable and cute. I was going to say something that's
1: comfortable but also has like a little pizzazz. Sure. Maybe something shiny. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like so that like you still get the attention factor. You still
0: have the flair. You
1: have the flair. Yeah. But then also encourage yourself... Look at some women who have your body type that are influencing. See the last time they went to Miami. Because you know they did. You know they went. See what they wore. If you like that, model it after that. You know, like get something similar.
0: I I really love that advice. I love drawing inspiration from people who have Mm -hmm. similar, either a similar vibe or a similar body to you. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a great way to draw inspiration. And also just... I know it's hard and I know it's much easier said than done, but just try to enjoy your time in Miami because they're going to be underwater in 10 years. So you want to lap <laughs> it up now and have a great holiday season with your family. Yeah.
1: Feel good. I know it, it's easier said than done.
0: It, it All of these things are easier said than done. Yeah. That's the problem. And don't think about photos. That's what always gets me in my head before oh. any trip. Like... Well, when it's a family trip, your family wants to take photos of you. That's another thing. I know. And you can't say no because then you seem like a but stick guess in the what?
1: mud. Those photos don't have to be sexy.
0: You're right. They really don't. And those photos
1: are of the family. You know, like you're not going to post that on your Instagram. Yeah, we
0: could. You could not. I th- I think sometimes people don't realize you can just not log on Instagram.
1: Literally. Or you can post pictures of other people. If you're not yeah. feeling your best, it'll yeah. make people think that like you're not self-absorbed.
0: Oh, wow. What a dream. (laughs) Well, thank you for writing in with this dear DST. Yeah.
1: I don't think you're self-absorbed, by the way. That was more a thing
0: on me. No, 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 no. But yes, thank you. Not a Miami bitch. Yeah. Enjoy your time in Miami. Enjoy your holiday. Enjoy your vacation. Mm -hmm. I hope you get a nice... Glow, mm-hmm. um, And I hope you party in the city where the heat is on. I, Miami's one of my favorite cities. Yeah. Um, that is it for today's episode. Be sure to send your dear DSTs and any other questions to DST at Betches.com to get them answered.
1: Follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. If you like this episode, please write us a review. And don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And then, of course, follow me at Remy Casimir. Follow me at Lubination, and we're always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge morales Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander.
0: Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.